Okay, today's she is going to be a shtickle of children. What? Matas Masa, try to, try to include uh, a lot of things in these parshias and to one, uh, hopefully, a flow of uh, some sort. So you find in the beginning of, of the parsha, of Parshas Matos, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Moshe Rabbeinu, V'koyim nikmas b'nei Yisrael m'eis ha-medyonim, achar te'osef el-amech. Take revenge uh, against Midian, and then you're going to die. So right away, right away he says, let's get an army together. He doesn't waste any time. The emesis is a miser with the Shagas Aryeh. The Shagas Aryeh was a rov uh, in Minsk. And um, he didn't put up with any shtick. There were uh, powerful people there and people not so, you know, they, they wanted things run their way and he was very stark. And one day they decided to just uh, ride him out of town. So they put him in a wagon and uh, it was Erev Shabbos and the wagon driver drives him and his wife out of town. They didn't have very much to take with them. Shagas was terribly poor. He didn't have any svorim, nothing. The only he had was a bag of flour. He was mocked on Yoshan. And so he had a bag of flour, and he and his wife are driven out of town. And then the wagon driver stops. He says, listen, it's Erev Shabbos. i got to get back to town. I'm sorry, but i got to drop you off over here. So there they are in the middle of no place. And so um, the, the, the Shagasari and his wife, they start to walk to the closest town. They get to the, the a, a town right before Shabbos. They see a door with a mezuzah. They knock on the door. It's opened up by a woman whose name was Blumke. She was an almona. And they ask, can we stay here? And she says, because we then the Shagasai says, I don't want to be a mechutzah, but I have a bag of flour here, I'm makted, I don't eat chadosh, could you, could you bake me some chalos? So she says, sure. So she bakes him three chalos. So they spend Shabbos in her house, she's very nice to them. When the Shagasai leaves, he says to her, you did a tremendous chesed for me. I want to give you a bracha, that you should be rich, and you'll have a richas yomen, and before you die, you will build two yeshivas in Chutz Laaretz and one yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael. Okay. He leaves, and Shitaka becomes wealthy, and she builds a yeshiva in Minsk, which was known as Blumka's Klois. And in fact, the Beis Halevi, Yoshever Soloveitchik, when he was very young, before he was married, he was sent there to be a temporary Rosh Yeshiva because the Rosh Yeshiva there of Gershon Tanchem was either sick or something like that so he, he was sent there and from there he had his first Shidduch that ended up being divorced but I'll call upon him uh, so that was one of her Yeshivas and she started another Yeshiva in Vilna and then it's time for her to go to Eretz Yisrael she wants to start a Yeshiva she goes to the B'chaim Velozhener 
And she says to Rechaim Belozhener, I'm going to Eretz Yisrael, the start of Yeshiva. I have a bracha from the Shagasarye that before I die, I'm going to... And so I need a letter to, to give to the Gedoyim that they should help me, they should take me for real, and they should help me do it. So Rechaim Belozhener says, wait a second. You got a, a passport from the Shagasarye that you're not going to die till you open the Yeshiva. And so where are you running? Stick around for a few years. Go back to Minsk and enjoy your life. And when you're in a ripe old age, then you can go there to so What are you running for? Right? You have a Rikas Yomim. So I don't know what she did or didn't do, but the question is, so here Moshe Rabbein also has a guarantee of a Rikas Yomim. Kodesh Baruch Hu says, fight Midian and then you'll die. So Moshe could have said, okay, we'll put that on the back burner for 30 years and then we'll talk business. Right? So what's, what's Moshe right away running? So the answer obviously is that when it comes to Chilul Hashem, you don't wait. Moshe Rabbeinu over here has to be Nikoim Nikmas Hashem in Midian. There's a Chilul Hashem. Midian was was Machti Klal Yisrael. This is a different story. Here, Moshe doesn't wait. I mean, the fact that he he went and he did it right away, and then when it came to Lemaisa, he sent Pinchas and Elazar to fight. He didn't even go, even though he normally went and fought. Here, he felt it was Hakoras Hatoid, he couldn't fight with Midian. That's a different Shemuz. I'll call upon him, so when it's a question of Kvayt Shemayim, so he didn't go. But the question is, Lemaisa, okay, so he went and he took care of business. But why was his life totally in defeating Midian? Why, why did... He, he couldn't die until he took care of Midian. Somebody else could take care of Midian. Why was it so critical that Moshe Rabbeinu's life is somehow tied into having to destroy Midian? The Terence is, the, the, the Imre Emes, the Gera Rebbe, says over, there's a cloud, and a Kodesh always creates a Koyach in the world and there's always an opposite equal koyach. So he says, it's brought down in the period of Rabbi Lozer, that the day that Avraham Avinu died, Nimroi died. The day that Yaakov was buried, Esav died. Why? Because Nimroi was a koyach of riches in the world, and Avraham stood connected Nimroi. When Nimroi died, Avraham could die. When, when Yaakov was nifter, then Esau was nifter. Yaakov was the koyach connected Esau. So Uzel Umazel. What? I know it's a question of Bechir. The, the Boishim creates a, a, a koyach, and he has to create an equal koyach opposite it to, to be able to, to fight it. So there is an equal... Now, if that's true, so you have to realize the same thing is true uh, first of all, first of all, this this idea that Moshe so Rabbeinu was that koyach to fight against Midian. Moshe Rabbeinu represents the the the, the, the yisoid of kedusha that has to be existent in the world to stand connected the tumor of Pa'ir. In fact, Tosis brings down in the Sefer Soita and the Yud Dalid. More over there asked, why was Moshe buried mul based Pa'or? They lechaper on Moshe Pa'or. His, his whole burial was to be lechaper. So Taisus brings down the Medrash Agoda. Chal Shona B'Shona, the Eish Achoti Yisrael B'Ad Moshe Moya, Ba'oisei Perek, based Pa'or, Oilo L'Malek, De Lekatre. The same time of the year when the Aveil of the Moshe Moya took place, 
So the the koyach, I guess the the, the malach of or whatever, comes to be mekatre or a hasker over. Shiroya kibrish on Moshe, but when it sees the kever of Moshe, Moshe was buried right opposite poir. So when he sees the kever of Moshe, chayim b'shakeyah goes back and it's buried again. Shemoshe Rabbeinu shokeh b'karkat chayim. Moshe Rabbeinu buried it into the ground up to his nostrils. So brings this down that when, whenever the koyach wants to rise up, it gets sunk down because Moshe knocked it down. So that was the koyach of Moshe Rabbeinu. In fact, the Chidah says it's marumas in the pasuk. The lotion of the pasuk is achar doesn't say ba'achar came. It says achar te'osif It means even after you're going to die, you'll still take nekama against Midian because of what Taisu says. So that's the chidah. But I'll call upon him. What you see from over here is the Mishcha Shemim makes this ha'ora. He says that e'barze, if you see that that's the way it is in the velt, you have to know that each person is an oil of cotton. And within each and every one of us, we also have various koiches. You have your yetzerhara. You have to know that just like a Kodesh Baruch created in the world, if there's a Po'oyer, there's a Moshe Rabbeinu, if there's a Nimroi, if there's an Avron, if there's an Esav, there's a Yaakov. If you have a, a, a yetzerhara, everyone has a different uh, form and a makeup of their yetzerhara, whatever it might be. But whatever it is, you have the koyach to go against it. So no one should think, well, I have a temper, I can't control it. There's no such a thing. Right? Whatever you have, you have within it the koyak <coughs> to be miskabir, Right? We just don't always realize it. Right? We always tell over in, uh, in Denver, so we, we never had a chance to, to see the, the parents didn't come to visit, like, like here in Baltimore. You, you see the parents every Thursday night, whoever they pick up carpool. In Denver, you didn't see the parents because all the kids were from out of town. So at the end of 12th grade, they had a graduation, and then the parents would come to the graduation Shabbos. Right? So the minute was that Friday night they ate by the Rebbeim, and Shabbos lunch, everyone ate together in Yeshiva. Then Sunday was a big fancy graduation. Okay, very good. So anyway, so uh, we tell a group, you know, my, my house, with the Suda with the kids, so the Suda is, you know, uh, kids are fighting, you know, the, the, the Suda starts off Friday night, I'm going to sit next to Tati this week. No, I'm going to sit next to Tati. I haven't sat next to Tati since my bris. And there's a whole fight. And then, you know, they're throwing a kugel across the table and the across the table. And this kid is screaming, I want Kiddush wine. The guy says, I don't want this Kiddush wine. It's like, okay, here, take some schnapps. So, you know, the place, is, uh, the place is flying and, you know, uh, every, everything is going crazy. Right, comes the, and I'm screaming at the kids. You tell one kid, you go to Pirche groups. You don't come back from Pirche groups. You never, you know, uh, it's a scene. Comes the graduation Shabbos, and you know you want to you know you want to make a good good impression. So you know the kids don't know the difference. You know, okay, having a nice Shabbos meal. Mr. Guggenheimer is going to sit next to Tati, and Mrs. Guggenheimer is going to sit next to Mommy. No, I want to sit next to Tati. What are you going to? And, and kids don't know the difference. And you want to say we're going to have a nice meal, and I'm talking nice and friendly to the kids. 
and everything is wonderful, and the kids don't know the chilik, and the, you know the kids say to me, "Why is that man so fat? Right? And why does that lady have a mustache?" Right? No, I'm telling the kids, I tell the parents, "Don't worry, it's just a Dr. Seuss book they just read, whatever it is." But you know they don't know the difference. The kids are, and I'm cool, calm, and collected under my breath. I tell the kids, "When they leave, I'm going to kill you." But in the meantime, <laughs> in the meantime, I'm, I'm acting mamish, like totally cool. What's the shot? Because when you want to, you can control your temper. Everyone has the kayak to be miskaber. You just have to realize you have that kayak. You, you look around, you see, when it's necessary, you know how to pull yourself together. The boy shouldn't give anyone that kayak. And there's no such thing as an asoy and you can't handle it. That's why the Gemara says, by Hanani Bishol Bazariah, if they would have tortured Hanan Mishal Bazai, they would have bowed down to the Buchanetz's statue. They were lucky that they just threw him straight into the fire. So what's the Gemara saying? You have these tzaddikim. They went out of their way to be moiser nefesh, to go to the Bikas Dura, so that they should be thrown into the fire. And the Gemara says, yeah, well, had they tortured them, they would have given in. Why is that Negea? Why do you have to say that? Zot the Rim, Rim says, Fakert, the Gemara is telling you that Hashem would not have given them an assoyim they couldn't have dealt with. Since they wouldn't have been able to be oymit, they weren't given that assoyim. Because you're only given the assoyimness you can handle. Right? That's the assoyim. There was a Maisa with the original Rebbe, I think. He had a chassid that he, he, a, a major part of his wealth was tied up in shipping. And he had, you know, most of his assets were on a boat that was traveling. And they got word that the boat was sunk. So uh, the Rebbe was given this chus to break the news. Right? So, you know, he, he, the guy comes over and he slowly but surely breaks the news and the guy faints on the spot. They revive him, he faints again. Finally, after three attempts to revive him, the original says to the guy, Rebbe, it was a mistake, it wasn't your boat. Uh, so he comes back to himself, everything is fine. So later on they find out it was Taka true, it wasn't his boat. So he asked the Rebbe, how did you know? He says, because he couldn't fatrot, he couldn't handle it. Christ says, Hashem wouldn't give him an assoy, he couldn't handle it. So in the mail, I knew it was a mistake. So, okay, you know, that's the original of the Rebbe. But I'll call upon him. The message is that we have an and a person can say, I can't deal with it. You have to know, I could have spoken as an assoy, you can handle it. But um, that's what we have to realize. We have, we have a chrayas to fight the battle. But in that vein, just to see that to what extent we have to be careful. If you look at the beginning of the Parsha, um, the Parsha talks about Nidorim. So the Parsha says that um, the Isha Kisido Neder, the Osir Isim Vesubin Reha, it says, um, Let's say her husband is made for her nether. So her husband can be made for his wife's nether. So she makes a nether. And then it says, um, Hashem will forgive her. So what, what happened over here? It says he, she made a nether. The heifers nidra And the husband was made for the nether. So why does Hashem have to be, why does Hashem have to forgive her for? So Rashi brings down that the reason why it says 
that Hashem will forgive her is talking about a woman who made a nether that says she's, gonna, she's not going to drink wine, whatever it is. And the husband was made for it, but she wasn't aware of it. So she drank wine. So Lamaisa, she didn't do anything wrong because the husband was made for the nether. But she thought she was doing an Aveira, so the Gemara says that she needs a Kapor. So the Gemara says in Mesech this Nazir, Gemara says a member from Rabbi Akiva, Tana Rabbonin, Isha HaFeira Ba'ashem Yislachla, Be'isha Shehefala Ba'alo V'hilo Yod, V'hakosim Medabit. The person is talking about a woman that the husband was made for the nether, she tricha kapor was that she needs kapora. When Rabbi Akiva would come to this posik, he would start to cry. Somebody who wanted to eat treif, and he ended up eating kosher, he needs a kapora. Right? How much more so if you wanted to do the Aveira, you're Gahatit Soros. So the question is, Rabbi Akiva, whenever you look through Shas, he's always laughing. How come over here Rabbi Akiva's crying? Right? You, they, they, they went to visit Rabbi Lezer, the Gemara in Sanhedrin. And the Lezer is, is sick. And everyone's crying. So he says, what are you crying about? He says, Rabbi Lezer, the God of and he's suffering. Why shouldn't we cry? He said, that's why I'm laughing. So what are you laughing? He's crying. About. So Terence says, because I, 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 until now I thought Rabbi Lezer, he has such hatzlocha, He's gonna. He's eating all of the schar and oil Now I see he's suffering. I know he's gonna have schar and oil So that's why I'm laughing. Uh, he he's traveling with the rabbonim. They hear the sounds of the Romans celebrating from miles away, and they start crying. And he says, so "Why are you laughing?" He says, "Because if this is what the rishoyim are gonna have, shdolzik full of klal yisrael will have." Right? You know, Rabbi Kiva's being tortured to death, and he's saying kriyashma. He's saying, "Oh, my whole life I've been waiting for this moment." So, you know, he, he sees uh, the foxes running, erlacht. He, he sees Rabbi Loza suffering, erlacht, right? It's an erlacht a year, right? The, and, and what happens at the end of the day, right? He, he, uh, he, he sees that this lady needs a kapora and he starts crying. Teretz says, Rabbi Akiva can, can look at all of these things that happen and, and he can say, Tzorus in this world is a reality. But it's only a harbinger of the schar of Oilam Habo. It's a message, what are you going to get in Oilam Habo? All of these things are messages to him. Moshiach is going to come, Klaish was going to get schar, Abeloz is going to get schar. He sees in the, in, in the bad things happening the, the, the light that's going to happen at the end of the tunnel. When he hears a person does an Aveira, what does that mean? That means Gehenna. That means Tzorus Tzura is forever. He says, if a person has to get a kapora for something that didn't turn out to be an Aveira, and there's still a need for a kapora, the Gehenim a person can get if he does a real Aveira. That was something that made Rabbi Akiva cry. And so that's a, to you see the extent to which you have to be Zohir in everything you do, the Chaymer of everything. You see Viter in the Parsha when they, they, they went to the battle and they came back, and so the, the Torah says that they said to Moshe they want to bring a korban. So Moshe said, what do you want to bring a korban for? Chayra, they didn't do anything wrong. They all came back empty. They all came back alive. And so um, they said to Moshe that we want to be mechaper for hero Aveira. In case 
they were maharim. We took all these women prisoner. Efsher, no one was nichshal and a chait, but Efsher somebody had was maharer, a hearer that wasn't appropriate. Okay? So um, the question is that when did they come to Moshe with this? So they came to Moshe at the end of the whole parsha. Etc. This was after the whole story, after they were given the tzavod, how to kasher the kalim that they got. So why did they wait till after that whole parasha to say they wanted to bring a korban? Is they made a chesh, the chlushi arim says, they made a cheshbin. They said, you have a kalim that absorbed a tam. You don't even see it. It's, it's niflad in the kalim. And you need a fire to remove it. Shtelzach for a human being that has a machshover raw. What kind of fire we're going to have to remove something like that? When they when they learned the laws of Gil, the that you have to kasher a keli because it has a it was was by Leia something you can't even see, and you need a fire to remove it. Shtelzach for what a yid's going to need to remove a machshover raw, meiser raw from his atzmiyas. And so when they heard that, they said, hey, Baze, we want to bring a korban. If anyone was maharer, we're going to bring a korban as a kapora for that. No, that was what they said. So, just to, to, to pick on another nakuda, so we know we're in the middle of the three weeks. We've often said over the famous Gemur in Baba Kama with, with Elazo Zeira, there was a Yid Elazo Zeira that was walking in the streets of Nardo wearing black shoes. Black shoes was not the style those days for the Yidden, right? Whatever they wore, but it wasn't black. So they went over to him, the, the officers of the Reish Kalusa, they said, uh, you know, what's with the black shoes, dude? What are, you, what are you wearing black shoes? So he said, I'm being misabel on Yerushalayim. So they said, who are you to be misabel on Yerushalayim? Right? You know, so he said, uh, you know, you got to be a Gavar Rabba to be misabel. So they were going to put him in a slammer. Those days, if you didn't still suit to the dress code of Klal, you saw you threw you in jail. So he realizes that he's about to be thrown into jail, so he says, I am a Gavar Rabba. So they said, prove it. So that's the Sugin Baba Kama. He brings them Rias, and they couldn't answer his Rias. Okay, so they, he's a Gavar Rabba. So Frank, Chaim Friedlander, so wait a second, in order to be Misabel, you've got to be a Gavar Rabba. What have we been doing these last these three weeks? We're Misabel, so are we all great people? He says... The story of Rabbi Lozab's era took place in the middle of the winter. You come to him and you say, what are you doing in the middle of the winter in Misabu and Yerushalayim? You've got to be a Gavar Rabbah. In the three weeks, we all have to become Gavar Rabbah. We have a Rechrayis doing this to pick ourselves up and make ourselves great people. That's how Rechrayis doing the three weeks. And so, what, what's the Pshat of Gavar Rabbah? The fighter, Machshobah from the Parsha. This is a machshava from the Shimon Shwa, but I think it's very past. The end of the parsha it describes how Bnei God and Bnei went and they captured various places. So it says, right? They went to the Gilad and he conquered various places and he called them Chavos Yor, the cities of Yor.
captured Knos and its suburbs. And he called it Noivach after his name. So Rashi brings down that law It should have said law. He called it with a mapike Noivach. There's no mapike. So Rashi is very easy. You say this here at Moshe Darshan. The reason why it's not with a mapike is because the name never blied, right? The name never stayed. And and Mela, um, since it didn't stay that name, we don't want to have a mapike. So Shimon Schwab says, what is the pshat that it didn't stay? He says that 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 your ear went and he called it Chavris Yor. That's 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 acceptable. You have cities; they're your cities. But Noivach says the city is called Noivach. His his name Mamish. So he is defining himself by his material possessions. That is not a Yiddish ideal, right? You don't define yourself by what you have. You don't call the city is me, right? Your assets are not your essence. That was the, the taina on Noiva. You don't refer to your assets as my essence, my betzias. Is where do you find that that becomes that you could do that? That's true by mitzvahs. So Bishlam, you can't say I'm a shayfer, I'm a lulav. But a person, let's say, learns Torah. So it says, Ki You make the Torah yours, right? You become a chefza from Torah. Like the Gemara says that the Bavloi Tifshoi, they stand up for the Sefer, they don't stand up for a Talmud Chacham. What's the Pshat? Because the Talmud Chacham vet the Sefer Taira Alein, right? So a person becomes the Taira. You become Mamish the Sefer Taira. A person Davins. So Dovin Melot says, Vanisa Tfila. I am Tfila. You become a Shtik Tfila. You become Mamish like one with the with, with what you're doing, right? A yid who's a zohir in kashras, the Torah says, is a kodesh, right? Right? Kiyam kodesh ata, right? Or yam kodesh ata, not the rest of the possible. I'll call upon him. You find that that's a notion. Let's say a person who's honest, he's called ish emes, right? Or Dover Melech says, ani sholim. I am Sholem. Right? He refers to himself as So there are milos that you can have in Ruchnias that define your essence. You can be Sholem, you can be Emes, you can be Kodesh, you can be Tvila, you can be a Shtik Torah, but you're not defined by your Gashmi's Dikha possessions. That, I think, is the Pshat of Gavar Rabba. Gavar Rabba is a person that defines his Atzmias by his Ruchnias, not by his Gashmias, not by his and that's the challenge that we have in this world to recognize where our priorities are and how you define yourself. Do you define yourself by, you know, um, remember I once had, uh, I, I think it was Rabbi Schnidman who came to my house in Denver. I'm not sure if it was the one that was Nifter or not, but um, many, many years ago he was spending some secret government mission, but anyway, he, he ended up in Denver. And so I had him over for a meal. So I had a conversation with him. So I said something to him about his career. So he says to me, Yidin don't have careers. My career is I learn. I have a Pinosa. I make a Pinosa, whatever it is. But my career is I'm a Yid. 
I learned Torah. That was the way he defined himself. So, you know, that's, that's the Yisoy that for him. So when we, when we deal with the reality of who we are, that's the Yisoy that for him, that you see from the Parsha. One last thing I would like to I saw from Yaakov Galinsky, he says over, uh, talking about the three weeks, so um, he says that there's a Maise that the Chobetz Chaim, when he was older, much older, so the, the, the G'dayim would go for vacation sometimes, they called it the Dacha, right? They'd go to the vacation, and the many G'dayim where you see many pictures of Roboruch Be'er with Rav Shimon Shkop, and uh, so Chobetz Chaim would go to a similar place, and, but they, they, he was very old and he needed his rest, and they would find him a place, and he would be by himself, just mamish knap of minion to daven with him, and he would just relax. And was, the only time they left Bochum come or whatever was like Shabbos after by Shalashudis, the, the, the summer, the nights ended very late. So by the time Shabbos was over, it was mamish close to midnight. So uh, Shabbos, he's talking about the Ula, he's talking about Mashiach. And he's, and he's describing the fact that the problem is, he said, it says we're going to be ula of Yetz Hashem is going to be like Metzeis Chamir, it's Mitzrayim, right? And when they left Mitzrayim, what, what caused us to leave? It says that a Kodesh Baruch Hukur, their cries, by Yizoku, by Tal Shavosim Elokim, by Yizoku, right? Or it says that um, they, they, they saw by, they, they saw the Kodesh Baruch Hukur, Ratlov, Kemaisa, Livnois, Hasapir, right? And the Kodesh Baruch Hu, there was a Lidnas Hasap here. What's the Pshat? So some say the Pshat is there was a stone. There was a Maisa that the Yidden, we had the, the, the Matrim, wasn't enough that they didn't, they, they gave them straw, but they had the Mamish uh, bang the straw to make it worthy to become cement. And then there was a whole Pachkarai, and they had the Mamish step on the straw, and it was painful. And so the whole Maisa, this husband and wife, the woman was pregnant, and she she miscarried into the pile of cement or whatever it was, and and the baby got basically thrown into the brick. So the livnas hasapir means the sapir is from the word shvir, which is the, the placenta. And so so the baby was there in the bricks. That's livnas hasapir, the brick that had the shvir, and that with that came the cries of Klal Yisrael. So he said, what we need to bring Mashiach are the cries of Klal Yisrael. We have to daven. And so he said, I'm going to go, I have to go to Vilna, to Reb Chaim Oizer, and we're going to make a kol koi that we have to daven more from the Shiach. That's why it's not coming. And so after that he was quiet and he just waited for Shabbos to be over. And he said, get me the wagon, I'm going to Vilna. The family was frantic because they felt for the Chavz Chaim to go to Vilna was Sakonis Nefashis. First of all, to leave the, the, the forest, uh, wherever they were, in the middle of the night was dangerous. And for him, a trip to Vilna was Mamish Sakonis Lefoshis. So they got Rav Shimon Shkoff to come, who was there, to try to talk him out of it. So he said, uh, you know, it says, uh, you shouldn't travel at night. It says, He says, and if there's a fire, you're also going to say the same thing? So he tried to say, yeah, but, you know, it's not safe for you, blah, blah, blah. And so, uh, so the Chavetz Chaim, I thought you would help me. You're not helping me. Goodbye, right? And so, uh, so okay, so they went and said, okay, then have it come in the morning. Have the wagon come early in the morning. The Chavetz Chaim davened himself, the Yechidus, the Sikin, and he waited for the wagon. In the meantime, 
they paid the wagon driver not to show up and to send a message that he doesn't like to take long trips or whatever it is. And the Chavetz Chaim realized it wasn't going to happen. He said, Fafalin, we lost the opportunity. So you don't know what the Chavetz Chaim knew, what he was thinking, but he said it was a lost opportunity. But you see that um, we, we have the Koya to bring Mashiach to the Atfilis. It says, Omar Shoimer Osa Boyker Begam Loyla into Boy and Boyu. Right, it says a pasuk. This is a Gemara brings it down in Baba Kamla to describe the Mava is Odom based on this pasuk that it says in Tavoy and Boyu. If you'll daven for it, Mashiach will come. So Omar Shoyma, Kodesh Baruch the Shoyma says also Boiker. I'll bring Mashiach. The Gamlayla and also the night for the Rishoyim. In Tavoy and Boyu, if you'll only daven for it, right, right. So and, and every person in his own private way. Can also have his own eganegula. It says korva el nafshi ba'ola. I bring my the gula to myself. So a person in his own way, in his own bezer ampin, can through his tefillah can at least bring himself to a certain geula from his eganetzar. So we should be zayicher that um, we shouldn't have to fast on Tisha B'av this year. And if we do, be zayicher that that should be supposed to bring Mashiach to Yetzirah. Can I ask you a question? Why not? Parts of what you said, it's hard to uh, balance. 